This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at Nearside Low, or Instagram at Nearside Low underscore podcast. And here we are, the Nearside Low Podcast number five. Ray, you'll never guess where I'm at. So where would that be, good? <laughs> Actually, Ray, you do know, but I'm down at uh, good old Mizzou hanging out in the dorms. Uh, I'm on a school field trip, an overnighter here, and uh, we want to give the people uh, a podcast. Hopefully we'll release this tomorrow, so I'm, I'm on the guest Wi-Fi. Uh, Ray's calling me from his phone, and I mean, God, the things we do. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just like the good old days, right? Just guys? like the good old days, exactly. It's a uh, it's a little sparse in here, but uh, exciting. Snowing outside in April. I mean, you know what what else could we ask for here? Um, and we had a pretty exciting week in Apollo. So, um, with without further ado, we'll jump into it. Um, our question of the week last week, we tried a Twitter poll, and uh, we actually got some responses. Right? I think we ended up with a total of seventeen. Um, and as I recently tweeted, they were rather accurate with their decision. They all chose uh, as the winner of Founders Cup, I think, uh, Ledoux. And DeSmet got the second most votes. Parkway West got the third most votes. And Parkway Central got the fourth. For all of our listeners, uh, we, 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 tried, we wanted to include every team that was in the tournament, but Twitter limited us to only four answer choices. So our questions of the week Twitter polls will only have four choices, so we apologize. So 17, it wasn't necessarily the number we wanted. We wanted more, but hey, you know what? You got to start somewhere. And so that leads us into our next question of the week. And as usual, I will defer to my great co-host, Ray. Take it away, Ray. <laughs> So uh, this week, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, the two major tournaments coming up uh, this Thursday through Saturday. And the Desmet Invite, um, which is going to have uh, 12 teams participating. And then MICDS Lafayette Invite, which is going to have eight schools participating. So a lot of polo going on Thursday through Saturday of this this weekend should be an awesome weekend of polo. So we're going to ask you how many of how many hours of polo will you watch Thursday through Saturday of this weekend? Uh, since a lot of you are going to be at the pool, so are uh, your options are going to be zero to six hours, six to twelve hours, twelve to eighteen hours, or eighteen hours plus? I, I think some referees are probably going to be uh, and coaches are going to be in that latter category, but. Uh, yeah, thanks to everybody who voted last week, and let's get uh, some people out there voting. How many hours will you gonna, are you going to be watching a polo this upcoming weekend? Well, Ray, I'm, I'm more worried about overeating at the DeSmet invite. So, uh, <laughs> as, as I like to say for you, I don't know if I'll be watching polo as much as I'll be in that back room chomping down on, on the, the great spread that the DeSmet parents get for us. But anyhow, I digress. Um, so yeah, we will uh, we'll put a Twitter poll up for that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll give you those hours and get on there and vote. We're hoping to maybe this week we can shoot for I don't know thirty or forty people to vote. That'd be pretty exciting. So uh, yeah, um, so do you want to jump into? I guess we I usually roll into water polo in the news, and I know you have some uh, great information on a local legend uh, who's who's been around for a while, coached me when I was younger, and that's uh, Coach Don Casey. So what do you got, Ray? Yeah, so uh, once again, uh, had some great articles in the Post-Dispatch this week for water polo. The first one was on uh, covering the game last Tuesday uh, between MICDS and Chaminade uh, by Greg Uptane talking about um, Don Casey um, and the dedication of the water polo area over at the new MICDS pool. Um, 
obviously great to see that happening at MICDS. Uh, we all know how much uh, Coach Casey has done for water polo in our area and how important he is to the game. Um, so awesome moment over at MICDS. Sounds like it was a great water polo game as well. MICDS uh, defeated Chaminade 15-7. to And a great game by Chris Swanson with six goals. Uh, definitely one of the players to watch on MICDS. Um, and Jonathan Struckoff, who's uh, had a strong start for Chaminade, has got a great shot. Um, they had three goals uh, for them as well. So a great day over at MICDS. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more polo in the coming days over at that MICDS new pool. And then uh, yesterday uh, we had the final of the uh, Founders Cup, which once again is always one of the early uh, exciting tournaments of the high school season. Um, great day at Polo over at Ledoux. Coach, you want to talk a little bit about some of the games you saw? <laughs> Ray, I blocked it from my memory. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it was it was exciting. Uh, we've been in Founders, actually, uh, and talking to Coach Clay from Ledoux, I think we've been in Founders since maybe 2014, 2015. So they kind of have like a, a traveling or a trophy that has different plaques on it. It's really cool because as the, they have like the last four years on there and as new teams keep winning they they take the old plaque off and they actually put it on a like a nice you know piece of wood and they give it to the school um you know so we're getting one from i think 2015 so i saw some old school names on there from yesteryear i was like oh i used to coach those kids uh so that was kind of cool but uh the games itself were, were pretty exciting i know i saw quite a few people in the stands for the uh i want to say it was a one o'clock matchup between uh, DeSmet Ledoux. The score was still relatively close. I think people probably felt that Ledoux, um, you know, pulled away with that, but it was still, I think, six to three. Um, and, you know, again, DeSmet's my dark horse, um, but Ledoux is obviously really, really good. Um, as far as other games go, um, I really didn't get to see too many. We made it to the championship against Ledoux. It was pretty exciting. Uh, I, I want to say David Keedle, I, I never can pronounce his last name right from SCL today, was there. Uh, so they beat us 10 5. Um, and you know they they looked good. They were fast. Uh, they pressed hard. They they played offense hard. They did everything really really well. Um, and their goalie made some great saves. So uh, kudos to them for that victory. And I know we'll probably talk a little bit more about it when we get um, Taylor, Coach Taylor, on in a couple minutes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, just to, real quick to recap the the top six. So uh, CBC beat Kirkwood um, in the fifth place game, uh, close game. I know those teams had matched up previously in the year, and I think Kirkwood defeated CBC. CBC took the upper hand um, in this game. Uh, DeSmet over Parkway Central in the third place game. Very strong showing by DeSmet, which we'll talk to Taylor about a little bit later. And then 10-5 was the final due beating Parkway West to win the championship game. Uh, just a few few thoughts from my perspective watching that game. I, oh, I, Ray, I, I you was were very, there? Were you there? <laughs> I, I, I was. I was. Um, the... Uh, Ledoux was very impressive, especially the fact that, um, I mean, they had four, at least four starters um, that contributed goals um, and other starters who didn't necessarily contribute goals but made their presence known in the pool. So um, it, it was fun to see them play as a team, uh, having contributions from everyone. I was talking to some of the Ledoux fans um, who said that the first quarter of that game was the, the strongest they've seen them all season. So, um, Ledoux was clicking on all cylinders during that game, and if they can continue that for the rest of the season, um, it'll be exciting to see how they match up with uh, some of these other teams. I know, Coach, you were uh, a little disappointed in Parkway West's uh, outcome during that game. Um, I think I think the last game where Parkway West uh, played Ledoux closer is probably what we're going to expect to see in some of these other games later this season. 
Um, but uh, definitely fun game to watch. Uh, it was great to see the crowd packed over at Ledoux. Um, and, yeah, Ledoux and Parkway West will meet again. Yeah, good. it was a good atmosphere. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, okay, so, I mean, that was kind of water polo in the news, but also, I guess, a little bit of what was going on this previous week. Do you want to touch on the Lafayette MICDS tournament at all, or do you want to just jump right yeah, into so, our interview? So, I'll talk a little bit about MICDS Lafayette. So, um, this is the first year that the Lafayette Invite, which has always been one of the better tournaments in the area. So, uh, this year, the Lafayette Invite is going to be moved over to MICDS, um, and it's going to be a joint MICDS-Lafayette Invite. So, great to have another tournament being played in an all-deep uh, MICDS pool. So, it's going to run from Thursday through Saturday. Championship game will be 6.30 on Saturday evening. It's going to be featuring Lafayette, MICDS, Oakville, Clayton, Chaminade, Panville, and then two teams from Illinois in St. Rita and Hinsdale South. So, um, three good days of water polo over at MICDS. It's a shame that it has to be the same weekend as the Desmond Invite, but great in the fact that almost all the teams in the St. Louis area are going to be playing games uh, this upcoming weekend. So, um, while we're monitoring the games over at the Desmond Invite, we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about at MICDS as well. So uh, that kind of concludes the the boring part with Ray and I. And uh, without further ado, we will uh, we'll get, go get our guest, Coach Taylor Swires from uh, DeSmet, and we will bring him in and uh, hope you enjoy your side low podcast. Uh, and here we are, uh, near side low podcast number five, special guest. We haven't had one in a while. Um, and this is somebody we have not had on before, and this is Coach Taylor Swires. Coach, am I saying that last name correct? You got it, Coach. All right, wonderful. So uh, I took over to Smet this past year, and uh, many of you probably know him from the club scene. We know that um, he's pretty active with St. Louis Area Polo. So uh, without further ado, Coach Taylor, uh, glad to have you. Uh, give us a little background on yourself, um, where, you, where you, I guess, grew up, started playing. And I, I think you had uh, a bit of a college career. So, Yeah. Well, thanks, Charlie. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, obviously, you too as well, Ray. Um, you know, I, I am a local guy. I've been kind of, uh, um, you know, I've been around the St. Louis water polo scene since I was a little, little bitty kid. And with some of the older coaches and officials, if you ask them, they'll they'll even tell you they remember me as a seven-year-old sitting on the bench with my uh, stepdad. But um, yeah, I um, my stepdad was the coach at U City High for, oh, I believe 27 years until last year when the program has kind of folded. Um, most people uh, kind of don't know, but U City, Clayton, and Ledoux are the, you know, the founders cut, the founding teams, i.e. the founders cut there. And um, he, and, you know, he's kind of uh, kept the program alive for 20 something, almost 30 years there until recently where kind of um, the numbers kind of died off. But, um, you know, being a coach's kid, I just kind of, I, I put off water bowl that I didn't want to do it as long as I could. Um, until <laughs> the day just finally came and um, I joined the swim team, the swim club. And next thing you know, I was just jumping in the pool at water polo practice. So I am a lifer. I've been in the pool my whole life, um, whether I kind of wanted to or not. I often joke around and say, um, but yeah, I, um, I, I grew up playing for Coach K. Eventually, uh, you know, I kind of got the, the polo bug, the polo itch. And uh, um, my folks threw me in the pool with Daisy and uh, Coach Casey. So I had both Coach Casey's couple other uh, older guys aren't around anymore but um you know I, I believe probably sixth grade or so and i played for coach casey for a number of years year round and whatnot got to travel and do a lot of cool things there so um that was really neat and um and i did play at u city high for a couple of years we had some up years some down years um but you know ultimately it was a good experience for me 
um, you know, I got to, um, you know, experience a little bit of success, but nothing, um, sort of, you know, um, well, what sort of looking for nothing sort of, um, as fulfilling as I kind of wanted to, um, I was often kind of shouldering a little more of the load than I probably should have. So, um, I decided that when I wanted to play in college, I was ready to uh, take my licks and pay my time, pay my dues and, uh, narrow down my choices to a couple of different schools. And I ended up, um, you know, playing, uh, ended up choosing a school with a really good sort of program and reputation. I went to, I chose University of Redlands in Southern California at the time. They were, um, you know, very highly ranked uh, consistently in the top 20 of the nation across all divisions. Um, you know, it was, it was a really good choice for me, but, I, you know, I have discussions with plenty of club kids all the time or, you know, high school kids all the time that, you know, it's definitely a big, it's a, it was a big jump for me. I probably jumped in, in a level too much, but um, I definitely, you know, I rode pine for two and a half years and grinded away and, and you know, just took, you know, I, I went from thinking I was a pretty good player coming out of high school to definitely taking my lumps and uh, staring reality in the face there. And uh, there's definitely times where I probably was a little uh, on the pessimistic side of how things were going to work, work out, but I stuck it, stuck it out. And by the end of my junior year, I started getting a little wet. And uh, by my senior year, I got a, a lot of good playing time started for most of the year, kind of. I was that um, grinder workout sort of guy. You know, you, you weren't you can be better than me and faster than me, but you're not going to beat me in a swim set. You're not going to beat me in a workout or anything like that. So that earned me a good reputation. I, I became a captain my senior year. Um, you know, got a got a lot of good experience, and, and it ended up. You know, now I look back and I tell kids all the time, it's the best decision I've ever made. You know, I had a couple opportunities to go play at some East Coast schools and um, some lesser programs out on the West Coast, but. Um, you know, ultimately my decision came down to, do I want to play for another mediocre team or do I want to put my time in and you know, take my legs and play for a really good team? So that, that worked out great. I came back home and, um, you know, I was always a Clayton water polo guy with the men's club. And, um, then from there I got into coaching with, uh, Miguel and slap and, um, you know, my little, I have a little brother that's a junior at DeSmet now. And at the time when I got back home, he was just a little bitty kid and, he was doing camps and playing polo as like a eight year old. So I don't remember who it was and it's certainly nothing too bad, but I remember one day watching him at a game going, okay, I can do better than that. I don't like <laughs> that. So, <laughs> so was that right? Uh, you shall, it wasn't Ray or I on the pool deck, was it? No, no, okay. no, no. I really, I couldn't tell you who it was. It wasn't any, certainly anything really bad. It was just me being extra and over exaggerating wise. Right. And I said, yeah, I, I, nobody's going to teach my little brother how to do incorrectly or whatever, you know, Right. Uh, but yeah, so I just kind of, Miguel asked me if I wanted to start helping out. Next thing you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's eight, nine years later and I've been all over the country taking travel teams to, you know, various tournaments in, um, you know, Florida, California, Ohio, Michigan, pretty much if, if they've got polo there, I've probably been there either with the men's team or, um, slap and, and it's been really fun. My specialty over the years has been working with the, um, 12 and under and 14 and under groups. As you guys know, uh, Charlie's got quite a few of, uh, my former slap young and that play for him at West now. And, yeah. So it's, super it's really talented cool to see that some super of those kids talented. get, get grow Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really fun to see those guys succeed. So, right. um, yeah. And, and well, let's, uh, you know, what's, what's been, go ahead. Sorry. No, you finish, finish what you're saying. And I'll ask then. I was just going to say, what's been cool for me is seeing the, uh, you know, seeing those young kids. I, I've been always coached the young ones and then the kind of older ones that travel. Um, so it's been cool to see it, you know, seeing the gap in years and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, you're 17 again. Let's go play somewhere now that you're, you know, you know what you're doing. So that's been really cool. But um, yeah, go ahead, Charlie. 
So uh, as far as like transition from, I guess I, my two questions, number one was, or, or is, you know, you've coached slap for a long time. Now you're coaching a high school team. Do you notice differences between the two? Uh, if you don't fine. if you do, what's like, what's one of the big things that's kind of stood out for you just this first season? Yeah. And, and one of the things, you know, obviously me taking over to cement was not really, Oh, I guess not obviously, but that was never really my plan. I, but I always kind of stood pat with, Hey, I, I just, I enjoy coaching the young kids. This is more fun. It's, it's a lot less stress um, and whatnot. But one the big thing is, you know, it's been really easy transition for me, to be honest with you, uh, you know, all out of my 21 kids at this met, I think something like 15 of them play slap. So, you know, and the rest are just brand new kids. So it, it's been really, tra- it's been really easy. I knew all the kids already. Um, but the biggest thing is, is just the commitment level, right? Um, you know, even at slap, the, 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 the kids that are really committed are the ones that are there every single practice, every single tournament, this and that. And, and, you know, you don't really have to bug them about it. You know, who's going to be committed and you, and you know, who's not. Um, but you can only ask so much, you know what I mean? You, you can only ask you're, you're in the off season. Technically, I never really thought of it that way, but you are, you know, and, um, with this med, it's, 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 I've got a really good group of kids who are all really committed and, and they work their butt off for me. And part of that is because they've been with me for so long, you know, cause some of them started with me in fifth, sixth, seventh grade years ago. The, the hard part, I guess I should say is that, um, you know, when you're in the middle of a high school season, stuff comes up, right? High school kids have lives. They have the ACT, they have, you know, prom, they've got homework, they got this and that. So it's that delicate balance of making sure kids are, are, you know, committed and, and doing what they signed up for, but also being understanding, you know, and that's probably been the biggest difference of, of just kind of balance, that balance act of, am I pushing too hard or, or, or do you need, to, are you not committed enough to me sort of deal? So that, that's been a little bit of a challenge, but also it's been, a, you know, I don't say, I don't think there's anything negative about it. It's just kind of, it's different. You know, it's just kind of the way it is. It's yeah. just different. Exactly. It's just it's just different. And so I get when, used to it a little bit, but it's it's not bad. When Miguel when Miguel you know decided to kind of step away and stuff, was that something that he communicated to you, or were you like, oh, Desmet's open, my brother's there, I, I'd really like to go coach there? Or was that something that kind of with your club background with him, he was like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about retiring. I'd really like for you to to step in. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a little bit of a combination. I mean, over the past couple of years, I had been basically offered you know high school coaching head coaching positions that you know i could name you four or five off the top of my head that i just they didn't quite feel right and you know as you guys know i'm not really i'm not a teacher so i don't it's it's really hard for non-teachers to um be a water bowl coach you know you got to be it's it's a different schedule so um you know one i always kind of declined for various reasons but the main reason being like hey i can't get there at three o'clock every day it's just not happening for me so um, Miguel and I did, he kind of dropped it. I, I honestly was in the dark like everybody else. Um, I, I kind of known he had been thinking about it. He needed to take a step back. He was doing a lot of different stuff and he still is. I, in fact, I've just been texting with him. He's on the other side of the country somewhere right now. You know, I, I, I didn't know, I guess I should say, I didn't know that that's what was coming, but it was more just kind of a slow sort of thought process over a week of, okay, that all the boys just found out the coach isn't coming back. Okay. Well, what now? Who's going to take over? And, and, you know, you go through the available list of names and who's ready to take on such a responsibility. And I kind of had just a moment, a light bulb went off. And it's like, if there's any program that I can do, it's one that doesn't have a pool in practice at night. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it just kind of dawned on me that it was kind of time to step up. It had never really been anything that um, I was really interested in just from a stress level or, or you know, time management standpoint. I enjoy having my free time and whatnot. But you know, and when it came up, it just kind of grew organically. Miguel and I had never really discussed it. And all of a sudden, I went from being just my regular old life to a week later, I'm the head coach of a 
pretty successful local program, you know. So, so talk a little bit about what makes this year's Dismet team special. Uh, what what do you think are some of the attributes of this team you're excited about um, that you've enjoyed working with? Yeah, yeah. One, the cool, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, alluded to it a little bit. One of the cool, th- well, obviously, right off the bat, um, you know, I'm, my little brother being a junior on the team, one of the captains, one of the stronger players. Um, I have a special relationship with him. He is my half brother. We are as about as close as you can be for a 14 year difference, if you know what I mean. So um, that's that was kind of a main thing. I really enjoy kind of being around him, and um, I think we, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed sort of seeing him grow as a polo player. But one of the really special things I like about the team, to be honest with you, is um, just the kids. I got such a good group of kids. I've seen so many, um, you know, arrogant jerks over the years, and. Um, you know, and some, I'm sure somebody could say that about me as well. At any, you know, everybody's a kid at some age, and and, and you make mistakes. I'm sure there's somebody will listen. Like, yeah, that was you 15, 20 years ago, whatever it was. You know, um, but you know, I just got a really special group of well-behaved young men, and I, I think Charlie would probably say the same about his. Everybody thinks they've got good kids, but uh, um, you know, I really do. And most of these kids, um, you know, if they learned how to play water polo, it was from JD and I over the past four or five years. And, and that's, what's really cool. I mean, a couple of them with Ray and jungle cats and whatnot, we have that as well, kind of funneling to us, but it's really special to be able to see your kids when they're in sixth grade. And now all of a sudden they're young men. And, and th- that's really cool to me. And as far as the team in general, the individual guys that we have, um, it's not one of those sort of super heavy senior laden teams. It's not one of those all sophomore sort of teams. It's a good mix. I got a lot of freshmen that have no clue what they're doing yet, and they're they're just getting better every single day. I'm really excited about that. They're brand new players, um, and then I've got you know a lot of I, I got a group of really solid um, sophomores, and then a, a group of my brother's grade, a really really um, strong group of juniors that have been playing together for a really long time now. It's, I think that would be similar to what Charlie's got, where you know it's it's you get that bond of kids, and they they go from you know seeing how many goals they can score. And I preach this a lot that, you know, play for each other, you know, have some joy in your, in your teammates success, you know, and I enjoy that a lot seeing that. And then, you know, to be honest with you, last but not least, and I think you guys would probably agree being that he plays for you guys in the off season, Thomas Larson is an amazing athlete and he's a great kid. And, and uh, it's really been fun to see him kind of have the success that he has. I mean, you know, I, I always thought I was a pretty good player back in the day, but he can do some things that I couldn't even dream of doing. So it really is. I don't want to toot the kid's horn too much. He's got some things he can do in the water, just his movements and stuff. Um, you know, he scored over the weekend, and this is I'm, I'm the first one to not try and run up a score on anybody, but you leave the kid in the game, and he, you know, I forget which team where you're playing, and he, I mean, he scored five goals in a row just right off the bat. On Thursday night, he went 11 for 11. Um, and that's not me. That's just the team playing and trying to get him the ball and him having success. And it's really fun to watch. And he's not really that type of selfish guy, as you guys know. He's not. A, he, I don't really think he's a stat patter. He's not looking at that stuff. He's never mentioned to me once about anything, stats or awards, anything like that. The kid just likes playing polo. And, um, you know, and, and it's really fun to see when guys want to play for other guys. I think that's a special thing about the team. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good rundown of your team there. Larson currently leading uh, the St. Louis area with 103 points. Uh, you talked about Tegan, um, others like Alex Pullman, uh, but you know you got some younger guys. Uh, two meter last night, I was pretty impressed with. Um, you know, younger guys like Brendan Nobby, and then I'm, I was pretty impressed with your goalie as well. So pretty solid, solid bunch for you guys. You guys had a pretty good weekend at the Founders Cup. You want to talk a little bit about? Yeah, you know, obviously your final game against Parkway Central, but your overall assessment um, at the Founders yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I, we had our, our first two games. I, I believe we played Parkway North on Thursday and Clayton on on um, Friday. I, I was pleasantly surprised with um, the way they kind of battled and whatnot. And, and you know, I think Clayton's sort of standout player, uh, Charlie Brennan, really. Um, he's one of my. He plays for Slap. He's just one of my absolute favorite kids. I'm really, you know, and I think you guys will agree. You get even when they're not. You know, this is a new experience for me, but even. You know, when when you're when they're not playing for you, I get a lot of joy out of seeing kids have success and just play the right way. And um, you know, for overall over the weekend, um, you know, the first two games weren't quite close, and they probably the scores got a little more out of hand than I would have liked. I was a little embarrassed by that, but you know, they were they were you know not quite difficult wins. And then um, Saturday you set up a, a good matchup. We had Ledoux at one o'clock um, to get us into the championship game, and um, you know, which was which is you know I, I believe I read that uh, West and Ledoux have basically been alternating wins for the tournament for the past couple of years. So, you know, that was right in line. I certainly appreciated um, getting the number one spot in our little uh, three-man pool or four, yeah, three-man pool and getting the opportunity to play Ledoux in the morning. Um, those guys, they, they play really well. I was talking with Ray, with, talking about this with Ray last night. They're really kind of revving up. Um, it, it's certainly, to me anyway, because I see it every year, it seems like a different Ledoux team um, than it has been in the past couple of years. They're really playing together. I'm really impressed by them. Um, you know, we, we played them to a tough game. We gave we gave up a couple sloppy turnovers in the first quarter, and they got up a solid, nice little three one lead. And I believe the game, this final score ended up six three. And you know, anything anytime you look at a score like that, you hold a, a team like that to six goals and um, whatnot. I, I think that's 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 a good game. Uh, uh, you know, I frequently I look for a good water polo game to be you know nine seven nine eight something like that. You hold a team to six goals, I think you're doing something right, and that's definitely our sort of calling card as defense. We got a lot of long athletes, and and I was I was happy with a six goal output. You know, I think a, a couple shots go a couple different ways. The outcome might be different. You know, I thought the officiating was great. I had no about anything. It's just you know, not, sometimes games don't turn out your way, and hopefully we'll get another shot. But yeah, I, I was real happy with the boys played this weekend. That was our first sort of real full strength test that we've had. You know, we've had a couple of we had a game against West earlier this year, and they played great. Um, and it, we, you know, we came out on the losing end there, but I think we got a lot better from his first couple games in the year. And um, so I was a little disappointed that we lost, but, you know, I told Mike, uh, the Ledoux coach before the game, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the outcome either way. I was, I was very nervous um, just cause I get that way, but I really was happy. I, I wasn't going to be upset if we lost. And I certainly wasn't. I preached that to the guys, you know, if we lose, it's just simply because they beat us that game. It's no indication of this and that while they might be a better team, they might not, you know, they, they played well and they beat us that game. And, you know, after that, we ended up playing Parkway Central for third, um, and, and Coach Andrew Shonoff's one of my good friends, and um, you know that game got it wasn't as close as, as close as it probably he would probably have liked it to be. Um, so you know we got we got a one really good game out of that one really close game out of that weekend, and we took our licks from it. And hopefully, we can learn. But I, I was overall happy with the way we played in the tournament. Before we before we transition away from the Founders Cup and start talking about the dispensed invite, wanted to ask you a little bit about. U uh, City, just because U City was one of the original founders, was a, a fixture of that tournament. I remember even five years ago or so, even when U City didn't have that great of a team, it was always great going over to U City and at least having the first couple games of the tournament over yeah. at U City. So, talk a little bit about. I mean, even even in the last ten, fifteen years, when U City didn't necessarily have a great team, it still produced some really solid players like yourself, the Zaggies, the Fredericksons. Etc. Talk a little bit about your feelings now. Just the fact that U City not having a team is in a place that may once again get a team someday. Just 
Well, one of the things that's always, I mean, U City's always had like a rich, you know, rich aquatics tradition, right? But time has kind of moved on. Time passed and it just wasn't that way. I would say for the past about 20 years or so, probably a little longer than that, um, basically with the aquatics programs, the swim team and the water polo team has been propped up by U City Swim Club. I can remember when I was a little kid and I started swimming with U City Swim Club, we used multiple pools. It was just a much bigger club. And um, the kind of typical U City thing is, if you can, you you know, if there's a way, then you, it's a normal thing once you get out of sixth, seventh grade to send your kids to a private school. And that's just the way it is in the area. And, um, you know, we won't get into all that. But um, so, you know, you can always count on kids from the U-City Swim Club, you know, at least, you know, one a year coming up or one every other year coming up and and, and being, you know, sort of the, the primary guy at U-City, right? The, the, um, the guy on the team. And it's almost always been, there's always been one or two guys and then just not much depth around. And that kind of really just propped up the programs, uh, the swim team and the, and the water polo team for years. Um, even my freshman year, I don't know if anybody, I, Ray, you probably wouldn't even remember this. Um, my freshman year, we actually had a JV team. There were 20 something guys on the team. It, it's just, you know, just like anywhere else, it goes in waves. And it was a little tough for me to see it kind of go down the drain. But at some point, um, you know, it, it, it was sometimes it just kind of feels like, hey, if this is the end of the line, this is the end of the line. It's it just, you know, it, you take it for face value sort of deal. So, um, you know, U City's always had that rich tradition of, of, you know, aquatics from way back when. And I think that's I don't think that's going away. I think that's always going to be there. Um, you know, overall, it was a great run. I still have plenty of good, you know, like you mentioned, the Zaggies, the Fredericksons. I've had plenty of friends that, have, that I grew up playing polo and swimming with um, from around the area. But um, you know, and then always having that connection, my stepdad and myself, have, have, were, you know, we've got, he was pouring through some stuff the other day. We've got tons of pictures laying all over the house of the different teams. I mean, he was there for 27 years. That was a long time. I was only there for four, you know, so, um, it, it, it was definitely a bummer, but, um, you know, I've got my stepdad helping me out with the, uh, JV team at DeSmet now and as an assistant coach. So we've kind of transitioned that energy and everything, um, you know, over, you know, from, you know, that program to hopefully we can keep, you know, keep that energy going with the new program over at Smith. Right. I actually, uh, funny, the, as a old Parkway West coach from, I, I want to say when West won in like 84, I've got some old photos from U city from like the mid eighties when this champ state championship was actually played there, you know, right. and it was yeah. just like, yeah. it was like, it was like, you know, it was a premier pool to go to and stuff. So exactly. uh, yeah. kind of exciting, you know, but same time sad. So we, you know, we wish them the best of luck. So, Let's transition to DeSmet. Um, we got a lot of out-of-town teams coming in, um, and I know you were in Chicago with us, and so I know you got to – I'm sure you took a peek at Fenwick and Stevenson. Um, and i just kind of curious what you thought about, obviously, those two kind of heavy hitters coming from Chicago. Um, who do you think is going to be the team to beat? Yeah, so we've um, – this year for the invite, I kind of – you know, I'm, I'm very, very hopeful. You know, the invite – the DeSmet invite such a big tournament. We get so, so many good – Miguel has – you know, prop this thing up and has had so many good out of town teams um, over the years come in. And my goal was to just basically not screw it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, I can coach as long as I want. You know, I, I've been coaching all over with some of the best athletes for eight, nine years now, but I've never run a tournament. And uh, so I'm very thankful that he's kind of helping me out with everything, some of the planning and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so we, the, the two headliners there um, to me are uh, Stevenson and Fenwick. You know, they've come in the past and they both graciously agreed to come again this year. You know, the, the, the two wonderful programs, you know, and then we've also got De La Salle, which is the Chicago team. Beto Garcia, he's the uh, he, he, he coaches for Chicago Parks and that's his high school team. They're coming down. 
And then, as you mentioned, we've got um, Straight Jesuit from Houston and Sycamore High School from Ohio. You know, Stevenson and Fenwick look good. They really do. Um, I know Stevenson graduated quite a few guys, but they and they've they've still got a lot of talent. I watched them play, and they looked really good. Now, I was talking to Sean Weimer, their coach, and he said he's playing a couple of younger guys, a couple of NTSC national team selection camp guys that were literally freshmen. He had some young, young-looking kids, little bitty kids, but man, were they quick. Uh, you know, you can tell they're part of the ODP pipeline. You can tell they're well-coached. You know, they've got those quick t- twitch movements. It doesn't matter how big or strong or what your body looks like or this and that. You know, the, the kids can play. They're good. It's that crafty attitude that it doesn't, you know, that, that sometimes kids fail to understand. That you really got to be able to use your body, create some contact, and, you know, quick twitch everything. They really had some strong kids. I was really impressed with Stevenson. Fenwick had a lot of good guys. And real, real, real quickly on Stevenson, I, I know Miguel and actually uh, Coach Butler were at the NTSC, which is um, a – USA water polo kind of camp out in California. One of the freshmen from Stevenson was out there, uh, Dima Kobitz. um, Definitely one of the, going to be a fun player to watch. Uh, Stevenson also has Kapeki, who's going to be playing next year at LMU. Um, And they've got another solid center in Justin Ginsburg. So um, they've got got some pretty solid players. It's going to be fun to see them play in, in the St. Louis area. Yeah, and that's that's spot on. That's exactly where Coach uh, Butler and, and Coach Miguel are right now. That's how I was just speaking of Miguel. But yeah, the, the Stevenson group looks really good, and not to certainly not to discount Fenwick. Um, in, in my mind, I've seen them play over the years and seen all their guys play with club and whatnot. You know, I've heard as well, and I would attest to this that those guys get better as the season goes on. You know, you can say whatever you want by the at the beginning of the season. You can say that most about most teams, but. I've been told by, by multiple people as well, they'll be a different team then than they were um, at the beginning of the season. And that's certainly not to mean that they weren't any good. They were very strong as well. Um, I just really didn't get to see them play that much. But they, you know, the little bit that I did see, they were very, very strong. And see, uh, so Stevenson's ranked two and number two in Chicago. Fenwick is number four. Fenwick has gone 13 and three. Um, they've lost twice to Lions and they lost to Stevenson in overtime. So, yeah. um, I mean, I mean, even though they're ranked fourth and Stevenson's ranked second, I think those teams can match up, and it's going to be fun to see um, how both those teams do. Right, and and I kind of did them. I did I did Weimer a favor, not even on purpose, but I felt like they're coming all the way down. Even though it'd be a great matchup to see, I'm not going to have those guys play each other at the tournament. So you know, and on that note, I'll speak a little bit about that. What we got going on? So for the tournament, we're kind of doing it like we did last year. Um, I just took a couple days and hammered out as many good matchups as I can. Um, you know, hopefully it eliminate. You know, it's not going to be perfect, but hopefully it eliminates some of the really lopsided games. Um, I know that uh, as fun as it is to play Parkway West as much as we can, it it's it's kind of defeats the purpose when you go up to another city and you got to play them again. So um, <laughs> it's, it's like, the same thing doing? as I did. I ah, it. you know, it's all right. We have fun. I loved anyways. it. I mean, it's just the way the tournament goes. Yeah, it but it, it you was. know, it's no no one's fault. It's just kind of the way it went. But if you, if you, know, you, you had just beat Stevenson. If you had just beat Stevenson or if we had just beat Naperville Central, it would it could have been different. Yeah. But. <laughs> and that's so easy, so whatever. I'm joking. But, yeah, but yeah so um, we've got, I've got it all seated out here. Um, there's a little bit of a, a scheduling, um, I wouldn't even say conflict, but I'm working on a couple things to make sure everything goes smoothly. But, um, yeah, that, that should be good. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll eliminate as many blowouts as possible. So, so just to talk a little bit about that, so – there's going to be no like champion of this tournament. Is that correct? It's just kind of like round Robin. You're trying to go for as many competitive games as you can get. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of a bummer. I know that everybody wants to have a winner of the tournament. Um, you know, Stevenson was the unofficial winner last year. You know, they went undefeated. So, hey, if somebody goes undefeated, I mean, you know, and nobody else did, uh, you know, I don't even know if you can name them the tournament, you know, the winner of the tournament, this and that. But ultimately, in my mind, it's all about improving, getting better, you know, and, and I think, you know, SLU and DeSmet and, and West and whoever else is there getting to play some of the top teams from Chicago, we're going to get better from that. If we get third or fifth place in the tournament, um, I don't know that in my mind, that's not really um, a goal of mine. Right. It, my, when I sat down and write the goals with the, our team goals at the beginning of the year, it's not to, oh, hey, let's finish fifth at the invite. No, let's improve and let's get better from all that. So I'd like to take as much opportunity, um, you know, as I can to do that. And, and um, that's why I kind of went with that. And, and, you know, it's certainly not set in stone. I might change it back to a championship format next year. But. You know, that's kind of, you know, I thought it worked well last year, what Miguel did, so we're going to go with that now. And we do have, um, we, we will have a, you know, like an all-tournament team and a tournament MVP as well. So it's a little, I mean, it's not the same thing, but it's a little consolation. If you play really well and you stand out, um, you know, hopefully um, you can at least get somebody on your team recognized. And just to talk about the rest of the teams involved, so you already mentioned De La Salle coming down from Chicago. Uh, Beto is a great coach. We've always matched up against him for Chicago Park District during yeah. uh, JO qualifiers. I mean, he, he brings a team that's going to be well-coached um, and always very cool that he, he comes down. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other two the other two teams just want to touch on. So Straight Jesuits, a team that I'm really excited is coming up. Uh, they're from Houston. Uh, they do have a St. Louis connection. Tim Keogh, uh, who just took over as their coach this last year, played at St. Louis University. Um, and their assistant coach, Andrew Shapercutter, uh, went to Slough High, didn't uh, play water polo at Slough High, but um, was a swimmer. Um, I'm excited to see those guys play. They, they don't have rankings in Texas, but um, by all indications, they're a top 10 team. They're bringing up 17 players. Um, I know one of their top players just got injured recently, but definitely going to be fun to see them up here. Great to see that Tim's bringing that team up. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they do against uh, some of these teams that they're playing. And then the uh, the last team from out of town is going to be Sycamore from Cincinnati, coached by Nick Helwig, who now works with Marlins. He also actually played at Slew High uh, back in the day. So Sycamore in Ohio, the high school season in the fall. So uh, they're coming down as a club. Based on what I've been able to see, it seems like they should be comparable to St. Xavier. Maybe not as strong, but uh, they should have a pretty strong team. Yeah, I, that, that's exactly right. So they're they're not in their high school season right now, so they're going to be competing as a club. I, I'm not sure of the entire dynamic of um, the combination of Moose and Marlins, those two clubs, and how that's worked out. But I know that um, they're, they're, they're coming and playing under their school name, but officially they're a club, so there's a few restrictions on who they can and can't play. So, uh, But, yeah, we're excited to have Nick as well. I've, We've run up to well, I've run up against Nick quite a few times just from the club scene and whatnot. He's been running his club Moose for a number of years, and um, they get out and travel just as much as we do with Slap. And um, they actually have, um, you know, it, it's really unfortunate we don't have girls polo here in St. Louis. But um, any girls that we have with our club that are really looking to travel, we try and put them in contact with somebody. So they've, we've had a couple girls play with Moose over the years, and you know, just the same as Spartan and whatnot up in Michigan. So it's great to have Nick come down and. Um, I know he was he, he was a little stressing out with some numbers and a couple kids not being able to go this and that, but um, I, you know, and I really don't know how strong or not strong they're going to be, but so you know, in my mind, it's always fun to have somebody out of town and play somebody different rather than playing you know the same team over and over. We play, we just played Park West Central yesterday, and you know we play them again first thing tomorrow, so um, that that can get a little old sometimes, and 
and you know it's good good to mix it up but yeah having nick out there as well and and uh as well as straight that, that's going to be really cool to get some teams down that haven't been there before um so we're, we're really excited for that and then just to finish up before we moved on to the top 10 uh so then the st louis teams are going to be DeSmet, Lindbergh, Parkway Central, Parkway South, Parkway West, Slap, and SLU. So uh, there's going to be some great games, including starting on Thursday at Lindbergh, uh, Lindbergh against DeSmet, and then later that night uh, you guys, Taylor, play against Parkway West. So uh, just real quickly, uh, anything you're excited about uh, between some of those St. Louis matchups? You know, one of the things that I, and it's tough because you don't want to make excuses. You don't want to give yourself an out, right? But, um, you know, I, I always think it's real tough to get a fair gauge of a team until you see them play in an all-deep pool. And Lindbergh has such a great facility. We're really excited to be able to play um, Charlie and West in an all-deep pool, and, and they beat us pretty good. And, and so we're excited to get another crack at it in an all-deep pool. Um, whenever you're playing against those top-tier teams in the area, I really love to play in an all-deep pool. And Lindbergh's gracious enough to allow us to extend this tournament to sort of this third day on Thursday. And uh, Andy's, you know, I, I can't think of enough for, for him, uh, you know, allowing uh, Coach Butler for him allowing us to do this. So um, those, those, that Friday, that Thursday night is going to be a lot of local games, almost exclusively local games, you know, and, and there's a little bit, you know, a little bit of a schedule crunch as well, just trying to fit teams who can be where, where and when and whatnot. And Strake's actually getting in on Thursday night. So they requested that since they're SLU guys, they want to play SLU. So um, SLU's going to get, SLU High's going to get to play. Um, straight for the last game of the evening on Thursday. And other than that, it's all local good matchups. So we should get a lot of good matchups out of that, and that's the goal, right? Um, have some good games, let the guys improve. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. The um, when, when Fenwick has their tournament, they kind of put it out that, hey, we've got this number ranked team, this team, this team. Um, out of the top, you know, six teams or seven ranked teams in the area, all but Ledoux is going to be at this tournament. So um, that's really exciting for me, and that really isn't really even by design. You know, we, we want to have good teams there, but – at the same time, it just so happens that, you know, the teams that are available happen to be, you know, and that want to play. And then we asked if they could play. They, they happen to be the, the better teams. And that's and I'm glad it worked out like that. And, and certainly no knock against will do. I believe it's prom that night. So that's always kind of been out of the table there. But, uh, well, but yeah, we're, we're really excited for those matchups. Yeah, definitely going to be a great weekend of polo. And hopefully uh, people can make it out Thursday night at Lindbergh and then Friday and Saturday out at the Recplex. So, uh, so uh, we'll go and finish up today uh, since we got – uh, Coach Taylor on the phone. Uh, we've talked about the top 10 the last couple weeks. Just want to get uh, his opinion as we run down to week four, top 10, which came out on Sunday night. So uh, this week, top 10, uh, top five teams. SLU still holding steady at number one. Ledoux at number two. Parkway West at three. Lindbergh four. And DeSmet at five. Taylor, what, what do you think about top five there? I think that's probably in line, to be honest with you. Do, do we think uh, DeSmet can beat any of those Teams above us, I think we certainly can, but I think the way it's shaking out right now, we, we, you know, everybody above us has certainly earned that. And, and hey, on Thursday, we're going uh, – the Smets got Lindbergh and Parkway West. So if we want to jump somebody in a ranking, that's how you do it, you know. And um, so I think it sets up perfectly for it. There's no, um, hey, this, that. I mean, that, that's that's a neutral pool you're ready to – well, I guess not for Lindbergh. But I don't know. Neutral <laughs> pools – all pools are neutral to me. But um, I, I'm excited for that. I think the rankings probably – that's probably right in line. I was really impressed with – um, the way Ledoux played over the weekend, but man, um, you know, slew, slew, and they, they, you know, you if you want to be, if you want to be the champ, you got to knock them off. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of, uh, I, I would agree with those rankings wholeheartedly. Yeah, just uh, 
follow up on some of that. The games this week will definitely impact uh, those standings. Uh, tomorrow on Monday, Ledoux plays at Lindbergh, um, which is a huge game, uh, not only seeing where Lindbergh's at, but also getting another gauge at Ledoux. And then, as you mentioned, you guys at DeSmet have some real big games over the weekend as well. So so that's your top five. And then uh, six through ten, Parkway South at six, Parkway Central at seven, Kirkwood at eight, MICDS at nine, and Marquette and Oakville tied at 10. Anything you've seen about any of those teams? Uh, we did have a scrimmage with MICDS. You know, I, I, I've got, I know a lot of guys on that group. They've played with our club, and um, obviously I have a good relationship. I have a, you know, a, a long, good relationship with Coach Casey, and we speak frequently and whatnot. Um, I think they've got a lot of talent. I, can, I think they can make some noise. Um, sometimes I, I uh, you know, I, I look at them and I say, wow, they, they, you know, looking at it on paper, I know these kids. But maybe that's part of it. I just know them. I think they can play better than they do sometimes. But um, I, I would give them a, a good shot to make some noise. Um, I think Central and South have some really good um, players. You know, two of the um, two of the two of the strongest centers in the area. Definitely, um, you know, shout out to my slap guys there, Marco Terzic and uh, Kazu Gavin. Um, those guys are great kids, and, and I hope they're. I haven't really got a chance to see Parkway South yet, but I hope they're leading their team the way I would want them to. And you know, on that same note, big shout out to Kazu. I don't know if it's known yet, but um, Kazu has officially been accepted and is going to play water polo at the Air Force Academy. Um, it's it's it's. Um, I couldn't be more proud of the kid. He's he's um, he's one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. So th- those those two groups, you can always look for those guys to make noise and help lead their team. Um, and, and, you know, and then the rest of those, I think that sounds about right. I was really impressed with the way Kirkwood um, played this weekend as well. I, I was pleasantly surprised with um, what some of their guys are doing and their coaching staff are, are good friends of mine as well. So it's good to see those guys have some success. I think uh, one team that might, uh, that might sort of slip in, slip in there the next week, depending on how they, you know, if they can make some noise, is CBC. Uh, CBC did beat Kirkwood in an in a overtime game at the Founders Cup, I believe, right? They, they, I believe CBC beat Kirkwood, right? Correct. Yeah, and that was, that was a really good game. So, um, you know, I think that I, I, don't, I, I don't really know any of the guys at CBC, maybe one of them from the club scene. It certainly doesn't mean it's not all knowing, but I think, uh, I think they can make a little noise in that bottom half of the top ten there. No, I, I, I was thinking the exact same thing about CBC. Strong, strong uh, finish for them, and I think, uh, and yeah, everything you said, that's the first time – that uh, we've also talked about Kazu going to uh, Air Force, so that's uh, awesome to see uh, players yeah, moving on and playing at the next level. Well, I, you know, I, yeah. I, we've got Central at seven. I, I, you know, I was impressed. I know they did not play, uh, you know, you guys, you know, top them in the end of Founders Cup, but we played them. I don't know a week or so ago, and uh, I mean, we came out guns blazing and put them away right away. And I know that. Coach Shonoff, I watched them play in the morning at Founders Cup, and I said, you guys look like you're doing some different stuff. And he said, yeah, we've yeah. made some adjustments. And, I mean, I, I was really – I mean, we beat them 9-0 at Founders, but I, I don't know. I felt like they played us a heck of a lot tougher than they did the week before. And they did beat South earlier this year. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like they, they, they might be the sixth team right now. So Yeah, and I, and I, and I can see that as well. And, and I know that and – and I know Coach Andrew really well, as you guys know. And we had a discussion last night. You know, they get to – this is all part of his, you know, master plan of coaching. They get to play us again. We get to play him again on Monday, so he's ready for uh, their reaction. You know, he's ready to see how these guys react and step up to the plate. That is, uh, I think that's that's all we've got here for podcast number five. So, uh, this is Charlie. This is Ray. It's Coach Taylor, and we are signing off.